0: Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to season one, episode one of the Wolf Unplugs podcast. I'm your host. My name is Avery. And you can find us on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at The Wolf Unplugs. And you can also subscribe on Apple and Spotify podcasts at The Wolf Unplugs. Our release dates are also bi weekly not weekly, because I feel like if I did weekly, I would just be setting myself up for failure. These weeks go by so fast. (laughs) So we're releasing biweekly episodes on the 8th and on the 22nd of each month. So mark your calendars for the 8th and the 22nd. And again, so this is our first podcast. I got to get some sound effects. (laughs) Um, I really if you have any tips, please like just Send them over because I couldn't find any. Uh, but this is my very, very first podcast. And I'm really excited. I'm really excited for this new journey and to just start something new. I've always wanted to have a podcast and I've always wanted to start a podcast, even when they first started, um, like back in, well, when I first heard of podcasts, it was more so in like 2014, 2015. And I really wanted one. I just, none of the moving parts ever really came together. I didn't know what the name would be, what I would talk about, the topics. I didn't know if I wanted to have a joint podcast or if I wanted to do it by myself uh and so none of that really was coming together until now until i just decided i want a podcast so i'm just gonna do it <laughs> um and that's kind of what i'm gonna do <laughs> um and so this is really my uh, a test for me um a challenge if you will just to be more consistent and to just do what I say I'm going to do, more so outside of career and academic, because with that type of stuff, I'm pretty much on it. But when it comes to extracurriculars or things without a deadline, things that I just have to do, um, there's more so, I don't know, there's some type of disconnect. And so this podcast is gonna connect. It's gonna be that connector, that connector piece. And so, um, yeah, it's my unfiltered opinions, all me. And we're gonna talk a lot about the world, about life, and about, you know, learning and lessons. And so as I've been getting older, I really wanted to step more so away from my hobby being like makeup and skincare and hair, that type of stuff, because I feel like those are normal things that I'm going to do. I'm always going to do my makeup. I know how to do it. I'm going to do my hair. I'm going to wash my face. I don't need to make those hobbies. I'm going to watch TV. I'm going to watch Netflix. And so I don't want to say I place importance on it, but there's just so many other things that we can do with our time as young adults that we can like that's kind of what I want to talk about that's kind of what I want to do as well and so like I said just moving as I'm getting older moving out of those kind of hobbies fashion even I'm gonna get dressed (laughs) moving away from those kind of hobbies and just having something that's more extracurricular because I don't play sports well I play tennis um but I'm not like a big sports fan um I'm not a big foodie either so yeah this is like my little thing that I have (laughs) um yeah so you might be also wondering to yourself who is this who is this girl she's calling herself the wolf she's starting this podcast that we never heard of well now you've heard of it. But who am I? So let's get into it. Just a little bit of background on me. My name's Avery again. Um, And I'm currently getting my master's in clinical psychology with an emphasis in marriage and family therapy. And so what that means is when I graduate, I can become a licensed therapist and do therapy. So you might see a lot of advertisements about Um, like about therapy, like good help, I think better help, um, open path, just offering therapy services for cheaper or on a sliding scale is what we call it. So that's pretty much what I do, (laughs) but I'm, um, like actually doing it now if you're not familiar. And so currently I work with people who are low income, mostly, Um, with histories of substance use, domestic violence, you know, maybe just getting out of a domestic violence relationship or leaving, thinking about it, or just left or in it even. I've worked with those people as well. I've worked with people with kids. I've worked with single mothers. I've worked with people without kids. I've worked with students. I've worked with, um... Court ordered people. I've worked with self esteem issues, a lot of depression and anxiety. I've worked with shame and guilt, especially. Um, I've worked with a lot of people who have kind of lived in the past a little bit. So I've, I've worked with a lot of people through my work and. Through just being a therapist, I've really learned a lot about myself, about other people as well, and kind of a lot about the world, the collective, just through my work. And like, yes, these are people who are seeking services, but at the end of the day, they're still people and they're still part of earth, of humanity. And I feel like other people go through the same things. They're just not seeking services. And that's okay too. And so that's kind of what I I want to bring to this podcast is just some of those lessons, some of those realizations that I've had and also kind of some tips, because as a therapist there, I have access. I know a lot of tips that could probably help people when it comes to just their goals, even if they're not depressed or anxious, but just things to help with your goals, things that are motivating, empowering and can help, can, can help you. Uh, so a little bit more about me is some of my hobbies. We'll get into that. I, My number one hobby, of course, is psychology. I'm very interested in the mind, the brain, how it works, why people are the way they are. I'm a very curious person. I ask a lot of questions and I kind of dive deep <laughs> a lot. Uh, So that's one of my main hobbies, really, even without being a therapist, I think I still would have been interested. Um, Another hobby that I have is I have this long standing hobby um, from being a kid of, you know, delving into conspiracy theories. And so I don't call myself a conspiracy theorist, but I call myself a conspiracist because I feel like there are real things that you can look at in the world and just draw conclusions to. Whether or not other people are aware, that's that's kind of their fault. But I call myself a conspiracist because there are real things that you can just notice and pick up on that, that kind of just make you that can make you question things and so that's kind of what I want to bring also to this podcast It's just just a new perspective um on daily life because I feel like I I do that I have different perspectives <laughs> um another of interest interests that I have is history I'm super into world history specifically ancient world history I think that kind of sparked through a class that I was taking back in like 2016 I believe it was actually an art class and it was called art through the ages and it was art through the ages all the way from BC to current I believe and just through seeing some of the art that they did some of the sculptures the paintings the vases some just the artwork that they've done it really sparks an interest in me to kind of look into it kind of I mean not figure out who the ancients were but yeah figure it out see what they know see what information they were pretty much working with and so that really sparked my interest also a book that I read by Tony Browder, I don't even remember the name of it, but read any of his books, and <laughs> uh, actually, yeah, I remember it was a thirteen essays book, I believe. It was. It has something about essays in the title, and that really sparked a lot in me as well, just knowing more about history and our origin. Another <laughs> see. I'm just keep on coming with the interest. I told you I've been as i have getting older, I've been trying to steer myself away from hair, makeup, skincare, fashion as hobbies and more so into real things and reading and learning more as hobbies. And so I do have more hobbies and I'm gonna keep them coming. (laughs) So another hobby that I have, I like to trade stocks um, long term, mostly Um, just picking out stock picks. I really look at it as, excuse me, I really look at it as gambling almost, pick out a stock, (laughs) um, do some research, buy it, see how it does. And for me, just seeing myself make money, just knowing that I, I made a big, a good pick instills just more confidence in my ability to to actually trade the stocks and do it do it right do it nicely and make money and I think that's important especially for black people specifically black women because I am black and I'm a woman so I think that a lot of the times we don't really have access to stock information so I don't necessarily give out stock information other than I treat it like Gambling, Um, but I think it would be a good thing for everybody to know just different ways on how to make money. And last but not least, art one of my main hobbies is I'm very, very creative. I love to just think of new ideas, even if I don't necessarily uh, go through with it. I do like to just write down little story ideas I don't know story ideas book ideas show ideas um I'm I guess it's a little TMI but I'm currently working on like two books one that's poetry and one that's like a fiction book also I'm painting a goddess series right now I'm not really sharing it necessarily but that's also something that I do on the side is my painting I use acrylic paint mostly, Um, I dabble in watercolors, but I don't really like it. And so that's one of my main hobbies right now that I'm delving into. I've been painting since about 2018. And so just keep getting better and better. And that's that's why I feel like life is all about. It's just getting better and better going to new levels and pretty much conquering yourself that's how I look at it so that's pretty much enough about me or no it's not (laughs) it's really not um but that's enough about my hobbies and interests I would say Um, today's episode is going to be more so like a mini introductory episode. So I'm really not expecting it to be too, too long. Just a little, just a little taster. Just a little sprinkle on there, a little salt. Um, so, but my mission for this podcast though, overall is to build a community. I feel like there aren't really many spaces online that are not, dedicated to either toxic positivity of just oh yeah everything's so light and rainbows and bubble gum um so that's kind of like some of the things that i see online it's just like the toxic positivity um and then there are also not very many spaces that are empowering am i saying empowering (laughs) empowering there are not very many spaces that are that empower people without putting down other intersections of people um or even so even with the like influencer trend there aren't very many spaces where they're not dedicated to you know be like me do this like me go buy this like advertisements and I kind of want to build more of a community that is dedicated to sharing ideas, dedicated to learning <laughs> something other than like hair, makeup, skincare, and fashion. There, there, There has to be more. That's pretty much what I'm saying. I want to build something that is dedicated to something more. I want to also empower people, motivate people. I think that I'm a pretty motivating person. I don't know why <laughs> I think a lot of I've heard that a lot that um, just like my my presence I don't know if that is the right word but just like my presence my attitude sh- can kind of shift people so if I have anything that can plant seeds in somebody else's mind to motivate them or empower them why not do it and so that's another Part of my mission is to empower people and to plant seeds, like little seeds. I mean, take it if you if you want to. If you don't, just leave it here. Um, you don't have to, you know, take all my views. But I feel like if you could even feel just a little bit, <laughs> a little bit like I do, then people would be better off. Honestly, <laughs> you'd be much better off. So. That's why I want to, like I said, my unfiltered opinions, putting them out there. Uh, another part of my mission with this podcast is I think through the pandemic, whoops, I think through the pandemic, there's been a lot of craziness going on. I feel like there's been a lot of trauma with this pandemic. And so with trauma, I think it's time to normalize new behaviors. I think it's time to normalize new trends, um, not even trends just like i said behaviors we have new perspectives um that that are more empowering that are more individual um i don't even know if that's the right word but just something that's more that allows people to think on their own that isn't more about groupthink <laughs> Um, I think that everybody should have their own opinion. And I don't think everybody's opinion should be the same as everybody. Even if you're in that specific group or intersection, you should have your own opinions and you can do whatever you want. Um, And that's kind of what, <laughs> yeah. So just to piggyback off of you can do whatever you want. That's kind of what I'm trying to also learn from myself and break myself out of which is what I'm kind of doing with this podcast. Um, like I said, just being more consistent and like Nike, just do it. And so that's even why one of my release dates is the eighth. It's because the number eight to me represents infinity. It represents being limitless, being boundless to me. At least. It represents eternity. And so that's really why I wanted to have one of my release dates to be the eighth, the 22nd. It doesn't really mean much. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I guess the the answer will come to me, the realization will come to me. But um, I really wanted to sow the seed of infinite possibilities. And so that's really why one of my release dates is the eighth. And so with new normalizations and new perspectives, what was I going to say? Yes, (laughs) sorry. With new normalizations and new perspectives, let's talk about some things. So today's episode is just a little mini episode. Like I said, it's just a taster. And so, one of the things that I want to talk about is a post that I posted for The Wolf Unplugged. Go check it out on Instagram. And it was about silent weapons for quiet wars. Let me pull up the post, actually, and I can read the mini excerpt. If you're on audio, I mean, sorry, if you're on visual, I will provide it to you and you can just pause it or maybe I'll even insert it but it's an excerpt from the book Behold a Pale White Horse am I getting that right yes Behold a Pale White Horse and I believe there's a book that is called Silent Weapons for Quiet Wars and this specific excerpt is I believe from that book and it's kind of talking about First of all, the whole first chapter of Behold a Pale White Horse. It's kind of wild. Um it was a little bit confusing to me just because there was I guess some words that I haven't I haven't had to read in a while cuz I am in the field of psychology. I Most of the time, don't have to, you know, read about economics or anything like that. But it did spark some things in me when I, especially specifically, when I read this part. And so, like I said, it's from the book, I believe, Silent Weapons for Quiet Wars. And this is the description, introduction of the silent weapon. And so, I'll read just a little bit. I'm not going to read the whole thing. I think. That's dumb. You can go read it yourself if you're interested. And so it basically says everything that's expected from a regular weapon, such as guns, artillery, cannons, is expected from a quiet weapon, a silent weapon. It's supposed to produce the same amount of damage, just in different ways. And so to me, when I thought of that, I said, wow, so a noisy weapon a.k.a. guns, artillery, cannons, they're noisy and the discru- the destruction is physical. And so silent weapons, what other kinds of destruction can there be? Obviously, we're going to get into that, but let me keep reading. So it says it shoots situations instead of bullets propelled by data processing instead of a chemical reaction explosion originating from bits of data instead of grains of gunpowder from a computer instead of a gun operated by a computer programmer instead of a marksman under the orders of a banking magnate instead of a military general. And so I know this book was written. 20. I, I don't even think it was in the 2000s. And so he said this. When we didn't even have computers like that, like we didn't even have big, well, we didn't publicly have big like computer processing, data processing. Like we didn't, we weren't really on that. And so, sorry, just got a text. And so, sorry, that was just something else that stuck into my My brain when I read this part because I was like oh okay he called this he kind of called that back in the day but let's just keep going okay yet it makes an unmistakable noise in quotes causes unmistakable physical and mental damage and unmistakably interferes with daily social life i.e unmistakable to a trained observer one who knows what to look for so now we're getting into something even different now it's saying you know it makes the damage there's it causes damage but even you wouldn't be able to notice unless you were trained i mean a trained observer i know that's not necessarily um Oh, yeah, I'm going to go through <laughs> silent weapon training, you know, not that, but just somebody who's more aware. And it further goes on to say the public cannot comprehend this weapon and therefore cannot believe they're under attacked, or su- sorry, being attacked and subdued by a weapon. The public might instinctively feel that something is wrong, but because of the technical nature of the silent weapon, they cannot express their feeling in a rational way or handle the problem with intelligence. Therefore, they don't know how to cry for help and don't know how to associate with others to defend themselves against it. Very true. I'm gonna let me just keep reading I, I said I wasn't gonna read <laughs> but I'm gonna just read it the last little paragraph says when a silent weapon is applied gradually the public adjusts adapts to its presence and learns to tolerate its encroachment on their lives until the pressure either psychological mostly psychological via economic becomes too great and they crack up therefore their silent weapon The silent weapon is a type of biological warfare. It attacks the vitality, options, and mobility of the individuals of the society by knowing, understanding, manipulating, and attacking their sources of natural and social energy and their physical, mental, and emotional strengths and weaknesses. Wow. That, the last part, really, is what stood the most Stood out to me the most. Sorry. Jumbling over my words. I couldn't read. I said I wasn't going to read it. But <laughs> let me get let me get back to my thought. So that part mostly about the public. Psychological via economic. All of that. It kind of just. That really stood out to me. Because for one. It's a silent weapon. We don't know. Um. Only un- a trained observer can kind of point, point these things out. And also, there's no kind of coping skill that comes along with a silent weapon because it is silent and because most aren't, aren't aware. It's biological warfare, like I said. And so, or like the thing said. And so, even if we just think of something like social media because that's kind of where my brain went to first when I read this just because he mentioned so much about computer processing I think it was kind of the easiest example and so when I think of social media things like Instagram YouTube even Twitter um Facebook all of them all of them to me are do this they use large amounts of data um (laughs) There's large amounts of information and it's kind of silent because on one hand, I'm pretty sure we all know that social media causes damage, whether that's with our memory and attention span, especially with the younger generation. Or whether that's with the amount of information that we're seeing or even self-esteem and comparing ourselves to others, always having pictures and advertisements always in our face. Even when it comes to stuff like that, we know that social media does this. We know that as we use these sites, we're just making the billionaires that everyone is quote unquote so against. They hate billionaires. We know that through using these sites, we're just making them richer. We're not even when we protest and black out our pictures. We're still, we're still supporting and putting money into their pockets, and we're still kind of almost even oppressing ourselves through <laughs> the whole cycle. Um, and even though we know these things, maybe not even consciously, but we know, we know, we have to know. Most of us know, and if you don't know, I just told you, you can go look this up. <laughs> like, they have whole studies on it, even though we know this. We still use Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, etc. We still use it. It's like we know that they purposely, um, they're they purposely make certain colors use certain colors they purposely use certain sounds etc cetera, etc cetera. our dopamine likes etc like we know we know all this but we still use it and so i personally i would consider social media a power uh sorry a silent weapon similar to i don't know if anyone's seen the documentary um What's it called? The Social Dilemma, which it was a little bit propagandish, especially at the end. But even in that documentary, they made some some pretty good points about how much data these sites have on us. And we still used it like it didn't deter us at all. (laughs) We just watched the documentary and kept going like we didn't stop and even, like, take a week off. <laughs> we just watch the documentary and say, oh, okay, whatever. They just talking. No, they're not. <laughs> like, no, they're not. So, I say all that to say, we're under attack. It's, you know, World War Three is silent type of thing. And it's kind of, the way that I look at it, it's kind of billionaire Billionaire, millionaire, elite versus everybody else, no matter what your color is, no matter what your socioeconomic status is, no matter what you do, what you say, whatever. That's kind of how I see it. And man, I had a really good point that I wanted to include, but damn it. See, that's always what happens. I always forget. (laughs) um but i say all that to say is that we're under attack though and there are a variety of silent weapons you know social media that's just one but even just like our food can be a silent weapon against us i know it's probably sounding crazy to think about but just the amount of preservatives and chemicals and we know that our food is genetically modified the food doesn't even look the same from our parents and before's generation. It's not even the same banana. Like, are we not picking up on that? Yeah. So I say all that to say is that we do need like new new behaviors, new perspectives, even with the whole influencer trend. I'll even talk about that because that's kind of the... One of the bigger things that I kind of, it kind of grinds my gears. Honestly, another reason that I started this podcast is because I hate a lot of things. Like, I really don't like a lot of shit on the internet. And I feel like there's nobody else that doesn't like it either. I need to see if other people are like catching up on this. Like, I can't be the only one. (laughs) So even with the influencer trend, you have like, I don't know. I only if I do follow influencers like I for me I am unfollowed, unfollowed all celebrities I might follow who would I follow celebrity wise yeah I don't think I follow any celebrities and I might follow like two influencers um that are black <laughs> uh, of course so but even with the influencer trained, you're having people literally be paid by corporations to tell you that they use something so that you can go out and buy it. I don't think anybody else like does do people do people know that they're lying? Like with the JBW watches, like are we know they're lying, right? Please tell me we know. Please tell me we know that. Please tell me we know that all those bags are not real. I really feel like the whole black girl luxury thing is just like a ploy to get people to spend thousands of dollars in the middle of a pandemic on worthless bags. And so even with things like that, I feel like we need to denormalize that because why are 20 year olds, 20 year olds and 21 year olds, why are they thriving for a handbag that means nothing? rather than i don't know becoming the president or something i don't know why are they not thriving for something something else why is that more normalized than being i don't know being a an astronaut at 21 why do you want a bag so that's what i mean when i say side with this excerpt says silent weapons that's kind of how I'm taking it um and so I think that through even just even though it's just my one voice even just having my one voice (laughs) being out there I feel like it can create some change or create even something like I said plant seeds that's all we really need and so I hope that was a little, little insightful. And I'm very, very excited to bring my knowledge and my opinions to my own platform. So, of course, you can catch us on YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok at The Wolf Unplugged. I'm still thinking about if I'm going to make a Twitter But you can catch us there for the Wolf Unplugs. And again, Apple and Spotify podcasts. You can catch us at the Wolf Unplugs. The Wolf is out. Catch our next episode on November 22nd. Talk to y'all later.